I have to start today with a personal admission. This is just about me. It's something that fuels my frustration, even anger with our political class. The problem is I'm old fashioned. I believe in accountability, which you know what? Puts me at immediate odds with politicos who refuse to be accountable along with the people who put political tribalism above principle and the best interests of our country. That's why I regularly repeat famed economist Thomas Sowell's statement that it's hard to imagine a more stupid or more dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. And I'll tell you, paying no price is a major obstacle to progress and learning, because I promise if our politicians paid a direct personal financial price for poor policy choices, we'd get a lot more good decisions. The other reason, by the way, that I get frustrated and angry, consistently irritates me, is the lack of leadership. At times, lack of integrity, self-serving behavior that's clearly in their own political interest, not in the country's best interest. And the impact is magnified by the fact that we're living in this time where the stakes are so high. We can't afford this any longer. I mean, whether we're talking about the assault on people's standard of living because of inflation, which obviously hurts low-income families the most, direct result of government policies, for example, the huge 27% increase in the money supply over the last two years, which, as Milton Friedman said, everywhere and always results in inflation. This is the result, by the way, of government spending tens of billions of dollars in the last two years, but the bulk of the money went to people who were not impacted financially. At some, at some of the time, we could have a debate, at some other time, I guess, we could have a debate about which government policies produce the most devastating impact on us. But on that short list has got to be energy policy. My gosh, the amount of money that Canada has foregone that could help us with things like healthcare funding or anything else you want. The amount of money, though, is devastating. But it's reflected in a fundamental misunderstanding of something so straightforward as energy security in our lives. But we're also living in a time of other factors like the serious consequences of not recognizing sooner that our doctrine that says engaging China and Russia in trade would result in a more harmonious world order. Well, it's so blatantly wrong. Maybe I should say literally dead wrong if you're Ukrainian. Economically, though, engaging with China and Russia did not make the world safer. Instead, it literally provided the money to finance Chinese aggression and the Russian evasion. That was obvious years ago. I mean, well before the communists left any doubt with the takeover of Hong Kong two years ago. Numerous intelligence agencies, including thesis, warned of cyber attacks, Communist Party infiltration of business in some universities, threats against Canadians of Chinese ethnicity, money laundering, the fentanyl trade, and gangs linked directly to the Chinese Communist Party. And still, we don't have much of a response. But speaking of threats, the EU, led by Germany, ignored all the warnings about becoming dependent on Russia for energy, which is seeing the consequences now, not just in higher prices, but it severely limited the West's response to the Ukraine invasion. I mean, the German government's admitted that if Russia shuts off the gas, it would devastate the country. What has me worried, though, is that some people seem to have learned so little from what's been going on. No more important examples than the energy file. Two quick examples. Canadian government's promised to boost Canadian oil production by 300,000 barrels a day. 
Well, the majority has got to come from the oil sands, but will companies be willing to advance their drilling schedules, you know, from next year into this year? Are they going to spend the money? Do they have the skilled workers available? More than that, though, do they trust government not to just revert to their anti-fossil fuel agenda that's marked the first six years in power? That remains to be seen, but come on. Confidence is already shaken by former Greenpeace activist, now Environment Minister Stephen Guibault, announcing the new plan to cut emissions over the next eight years. And it's much to the dismay of the industry. Come on, that didn't help. Or what about the NDP and their confused plan where on the one hand they say, we've got to push renewables. And on the other, they say, we're going to increase taxes on the very companies that carry out that plan. And we're going to increase taxes on the investors needed to finance the plan. That's not just confused. It's unrealistic and unworkable. That's, this is precisely, though, the caliber of thinking that has created the mess in the energy markets and the related problems in the fertilizer industry, which guarantees higher food prices and shortages. I'll talk to Paul Beatty about both of those. But as Albert Einstein said, the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Well, I say good luck to Canada.